0: Howdy. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to part two of this two-part series with Amy Payton. So, in this one, we pretty much talk about how she saved $30,000 for a house deposit in minimal time without really working a full-time job. I highly, highly think that, you know, that is very, very impressive and something that we can learn a lot from and it's not every day that someone does this and this this whole topic of budgeting and finance is pretty much near and dear to my heart because something that i focus on and really implemented when I bought this house that I'm currently living in at quite a young age, seven or eight years ago. So it'll be really cool to hear Amy's perspective and I'll also add in a few things as well in terms of how she achieved such a milestone of a savings goal. And we also talk about other things like pantry cleanouts, and also approach for grocery shopping and how you can slash your grocery bill by up to half. So that's that's really really cool. And mainly we start delving into the whole mindset of minimalism and how that is so important to cultivate to be able to declutter all the unwanted things in your life and also minimize waste and cultivate the most amount of happiness or maximal happiness and contentment in your life. And all these things, they go hand in hand. You've got veganism, you've got sustainability, you've got budgeting finance and you've got minimalism. So all these pretty much are interlinked and so it's a really, really cool topic that we're talking about here. So I hope you really, I guess, enjoy the second part of the episode. And it's All about making our lives more effortless and more fulfilling, joyful and all that sort of stuff. So if that rings true with you, then keep listening in. I appreciate you and if you haven't already, please head over to the iTunes store or wherever you're listening to this podcast and give this episode a five-star review And I think that is appropriate, hopefully, because that's the type of value that I want to be putting out there into the world and to you guys, everyone right now that's listening. So I really, really appreciate you if you could do that. And um, if you, I guess, so choose as well, I would really appreciate if you write a genuine review about your listening experiences so far. So without further ado, let's get into the part two of this interview with Amy Payton. Lastly, so we covered off veganism. (laughs) Yes. Covered off sustainability, Mm -hmm. uh, which are all Uh, interlinked. They are. And I think this will also perhaps, I'm sure you'd be able to link it into there (laughs) somewhere, about uh, budgeting and finance.
1: Yeah. I think it does interlink as well. Because if you speak about budgeting, like a way you can budget, I guess, is getting rid of some things that you have as well. So anything that you don't need is obviously going to cost you money. So anything you don't need to purchase is just going to save you money and that way the minimalism of it all sort of comes out and really links in with the sustainability, which is quite interesting. But yeah, the less you have, everything, you just use what you already have, which is a huge thing. If you don't create any more waste or any more items in your life, then you just have what you have, which is really a good way of keeping the budget together as well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And just talking about that, I know that you achieved quite a milestone recently.
1: Yes. Do
0: you want to share with (laughs) the listeners what that milestone is?
1: Yeah. So, I've been saving a little while now for a house deposit as a lot of young people my age are. Mm -hmm. So, we... well. Last week I cracked thirty thousand dollars in that yes. deposit, which was a pretty big deal. Oh
0: you! And it was like thirty grand on the dot.
1: I know. I'd made sure I did that. It was very satisfying. <laughs> Couldn't be thirty thousand and one dollar because that would just be not nah, good. <laughs> no. over the limit. Yes, so that was that was a good day. I like to have a good milestone like that. I always set myself sort of a a decent goal of every thousand or every ten thousand to really like put it out there and celebrate so that. I keep myself accountable, but also, you know, celebrate that I am actually doing a pretty good job of it sometimes.
0: You are. And I guess the one thing that people, I guess, I guess don't know just yet is that you did it working part-time and casual jobs.
1: Yeah. So, I've never really worked a full-time job in at least five years. I've only really done it a couple of times, but not for long stretches. So, it's always been a part-time job or a couple part-time jobs. But yeah, it, I think it finds. it makes it a lot easier to be flexible as well. So if you take up an extra shift or two at one job, you can just sort of slot it in around. If you're working full time, then I find that you don't have a lot of spare time to fit in job two or job three or really have that time to sort yourself out, I guess, as well. So keep yourself organized.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to be really organized if you, I guess, have a flexible working schedule like that, right? It sort of teaches you a few things.
1: Yeah, it does help when your bosses are very accommodating and give you organized shifts and regular shifts, I guess. Yeah. So, both my jobs, one at the bog food store, obviously, um, and then the other one I babysit sort of three or four nights a week. So, luckily, the babysitting is consistent. So, it's always the same nights, though it's rough at the same times. So, I can just... Uh, work my availability around that. So, luckily, it does work out quite well for me usually. Yeah. Usually.
0: Excellent. And your big milestone that you achieved, your 30K Mm -hmm. house fund, (laughs) uh, did you have a goal in mind in terms of when you wanted to achieve that and Uh, did you...
1: Did I make my goal? I never really had a goal. I started it out probably three-ish, three and a half years ago. And I just always knew that I needed a pretty decent house deposit. So, houses are climbing in expensiveness. So, the more money I could save, the better. Luckily, I am going more or less halfsies with Tim. So, uh, that makes the house deposit a little more achievable. Yep. Um, so he's holding up his end of the bargain too, which is pretty good. Excellent. <laughs> yes, so we don't really have an end goal in mind just yet, but just the more savings we can get behind us at the moment, the better at this stage. But I would like hopefully the house in the
0: next 12 to 24 months maybe. I'm rooting for you, Amy. Yeah, I'm rooting for me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you celebrate when you hit the, the, the milestone?
1: I did, did you you a little Tim bit.
0: Drink wine or <laughs> something like that, I don't know. <laughs> no, do. no,
1: we didn't really do any sort of in person celebrating. I sent him a happy text that I was like, I hit my thirty thousand. It's like good, well done. I did a little Instagram post, but that was really about it. It's just sort of more full steam ahead. Yeah. Onto the next thousand, ten thousand. Yeah. Next goal, I guess.
0: Just fuel for the fire.
1: Yeah, essentially. It's good to have that moment where you're like, Oh yeah, I have hit a really decent amount of money, but It's still not really enough. So, on we go.
0: Mm. Well, I guess, yeah, you can be perpetual with your savings. (laughs) Yes,
1: keep it going. (laughs) Just keeps going and going. But uh,
0: I'm sure you would have gotten a lot of words of encouragement and amazing feedback from your post about that.
1: I did. I got a lot of love from my little story that I did about my 30,000, which did actually encourage me to post about it too because early on my Instagram was more just about food and I didn't – really broadened it out to any other things I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately, I've decided to sort of make it a little more broad, more about things. a few of the things that I've spoken about already today and other than other things as well. So, yep. yeah, it was really good to speak about that um, money saving because I do have a lot of tips and tricks that I've picked up from Instagram as well. <laughs> so, it was good to sort of pass that on to people, even if they weren't really asking for it. Some of them really did benefit from it still so i think it was a good way to go about it hopefully
0: yeah and what what are the, some of the tips that you shared for people who are i guess aspiring to hit like a milestone like yours
1: yeah well i think a couple of big things for saving they go hand in hand is one increase your income so if you can pick up some extra shifts at work or a, a handy second or third job obviously the more income you have the more you can save so that will definitely help um, I
0: saw that you were pretty creative with your oh, other yeah, jobs. Oh yeah, I reckon. So
1: <laughs> even obviously I babysit, which is something that can be as much as once a month or so. But it, mine is five nights, four or five nights a week, which is pretty consistent and pretty pretty helpful. Yep. Um, other than that, I've done things like a farmers market, where I do a monthly farmers market for a company I found on Airtasker or otherwise you can increase your income by things like, you know, selling your items, um, doing things like paid surveys, market research. Yeah. I did some house cleaning at one stage, which was an adventure, but that didn't last very long, but it was interesting. I did it on a day off. So I managed to find some time there. Yeah. But another thing you can do is obviously decrease your uh, spending. So, decreasing your expenses, things like if you have subscriptions that you're not actually really using, things like Netflix or Spotify or maybe Dropbox or Photoshop. Um, If you're not using them, then maybe you could cancel them if you have a gym membership that you're not using. I know some people are guilty of that. You know, you can cancel it. I know it's a bit awkward to do, but it does benefit the bank account. So, if you decrease... The amount of food you're purchasing. If you realise that you actually have food at home already, and you don't need to order Uber Eats every week, if you shop the food you already have that you've already spent your money on, then you can save the more money yeah. instead, which is very handy. Yeah, I reckon.
0: Just on food, and I know that I guess you do this and mm-hmm. I do this too, meal planning.
1: Yeah, love a meal plan. <laughs>
0: do you do that every week or how, what's your, I guess, your um, your take on meal planning?
1: I'm not super consistent with my meal planning. I more have like a mental sort of plan for the sort of three or four days ahead usually. What I'll do is I'll look in my pantry and my fridge and see what I already have and especially with the fridge what needs to be used up being sustainable we're not big on food waste here as well so we like to use up the food and veg that we have Mm. so I will look at what I have and then make a plan out of that so if I have some carrots I'll be like maybe I'll make a stir fry maybe I'll do some roast veg what do I need to buy to go with that and what can I already use that I already have so can I put it with a sauce I have already or a condiment or can I use pasta? Can I put it on rice? Will it? Yeah, so.
0: Gets, I, you, gets you to be pretty creative.
1: It does. I call it a pantry challenge actually. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, I like to do my pantry challenge occasionally where I eat down the pantry or the fridge to pretty much zero
0: it's a satisfying feeling? It's
1: really satisfying. It's <laughs> great, actually. And to see the pantry so empty that it's actually quite nice. And to know that you spent all that money and you've actually eaten the food that you bought yeah, is quite nice instead of having to go out and buy
0: more food. What's the span of the pantry challenge? Is it just a week? Or? Uh,
1: it's until I'm done, usually. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I will actually start making a meal plan if I am actually pantry challenging. Yeah, If I've declared the pantry challenge, uh, I'll make a a list of the ingredients I have. I usually base it off carbs first. So if I have, oh, I've got maybe roughly four serves of rice around, maybe a couple serves of pasta. Obviously, that's maybe four or five meals. Um, what can I put with that? And then how can I stretch it further? If I have condiments already, how can I use those? Is there anything that I could use up and then maybe never buy again because I didn't actually like it? You know, how can I use all the things I have to make meals without buying anything? Hmm. It's a good time and it will save you money and it will clear out your pantry for things that you might actually like
0: more. And you probably also find things out there that's out of date and that you need (laughs) to clear out as well.
1: Oh, no. Sometimes I (laughs) eat those as well, but (laughs) that's not the point.
0: (laughs) Some things you can get away with. Yeah, some things more
1: than others. It's a perk of veganism where your meat doesn't go off and your veggies are still good in a stir fry or a pesto or something.
0: Yeah. Or else you can just blend it up and make like stock or exactly. something. Exactly. Like
1: you could just put it in a smoothie and away you go. <laughs> there
0: you go. With meal planning, I guess from, from my personal experience, it's it's really transformed uh my life as well in terms of finances and minimizing food wastage. Mm, yeah. So I did meal planning probably maybe when we moved in, in here, like, you know, six, seven years ago. Okay. And uh, prior to that, it was pretty much us going to the grocery store <laughs> on a Saturday, Sunday night and pretty much thinking on the fly based on what colors we see, <laughs> uh, what we're going to eat that week. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And what end up happening or happens is, as you would know, is that you, by the end of the next week, you are left with all this veggies and stuff yeah. that's going off. and
1: <laughs> you're like, how do I use this now? I didn't plan to have these and Yeah, now or I don't you're know what like, do oh, them.
0: this is uh, this, you know, it's half limp. So, I'm going to chuck yeah. it out. And I'm going to buy another one so that one can go to waste. Yeah, too.
1: exactly. Here's this broccoli that I impulse bought, but I don't know what to do with. Yeah. I'll just look at it for the next three weeks. Pretty much.
0: Weeks. <laughs> So now in terms of how, um, I guess, Bianca and I do it is that we pretty much on a, say, Saturday, Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, we pretty much write out the meals that we're going to cook that week. Mm -hmm. And as you know, uh, we only eat one meal a day. Yes. as crazy as it sounds. (laughs) Fair of it. But it makes things a lot easier as well. So say per week, we only cook maybe three times, maybe four times maximum.
1: Wow. You guys have no dishes.
0: Uh we have a little bit of dishes but um <laughs> not probably as much as you know any other people. Yes. So so yeah, we um pretty much say you know, we have our go-to recipes and stuff like that and you know, um one of my go-to sort of things a bit like yourself is like the carb based stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and as you know Beans and rice. Loves
1: beans and rice.
0: The go-to. Very Um,
1: budget-friendly as well.
0: (laughs) Very, very budget-friendly. So, that's one of our go-to each week and it's just a variation of different beans and rice. So, Mm -hmm. it could be like, uh, you know, Louisiana, Mm -hmm. um, smoky, chilli, red kidney bean with some rice or it could be like, you know, like a chickpea curry Mm -hmm. and rice or, you know, a cauliflower potato and Uh, Peas, curry, and rice. So just all that sort of stuff. So we have like a few staples that we go. um, You know, we sort of rotate from week to week, and we introduce you know a new dish or something like that every now and then. But what that means is that we pretty much we we know that you know one cook up will last us at least two meals. Yep. So, you know, three cook-ups a week or whatnot and we, you know, we like to splurge and eat out once or twice a week as well because mm-hmm. you need to splurge.
1: Yes, got to look after yourself still.
0: That's it. <laughs> and yeah, and we just go out there and we go through shop and we just buy based on the exact ingredients that we need to make those meals. Exactly. And I guess on top of that, any staple items like, you know, toilet paper, you know, nut milks.
1: Yeah. The other hand
0: stuff. Yeah. And all the staple items, if we need a top up on, we top up on. But aside from that, I would say our our wastage is pretty minimal mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, fresh produce and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's um that's my sort of take on our meal planning. And the biggest thing you talking about, I guess, budget and finance is that, man, it's like... Halved our grocery bill.
1: Yeah, wow. like
0: I um, I, I remember when our grocery bill prior to that was like quite expensive. Yeah, because you just buy stuff, and you just you know when, when you when you're given the choice to buy stuff on impulse, you mm-hmm. just buy like, stuff. Oh, this looks good. This yeah. looks good. <laughs> so whereas now there's a bit more of a conscious thought to it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I'll buy that because I need it. And do I really need that? Um, because you have a plan and you, when you have a plan, you can stick to yeah, it, right? Yeah, it's
1: so much easier if you have a list of things you need. And you're like, I need this, this, this. And then that's it.
0: Yeah. And and, and you probably, um, and, and especially for us as well, because we already planned that in advance, like like during the day, I would say to Bianca, are you looking forward to dinner? Do you, know, do you remember what we're having? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so, you look forward to it as well, whereas yeah. it's not just like, oh, end of the night, you know, when you're like, you know, finished your work and you've got like literally no willpower left and you're yeah. like, what am I going to cook tonight? And then you go the Uber Eats yeah. or you, you know, um, go to the pizza store, which is not always a bad thing. But I guess if too frequent you know you can really you know empty your purse strings and blow uh, out
1: the budget a lot
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah meal planning that's a big big thing so would you say that's a you know one thing that you would I guess suggest people to do is to to meal plan
1: yeah definitely if you can control what you're buying at the supermarket I find food shopping even with meal planning is definitely my biggest expense aside from you know rent and bills but yes, so if you can control yourself at the supermarket, not go when you're hungry, stay away from the ice cream and the expensive, fancy, vegan, frozen food if you're budgeting, yeah, then it'll definitely go a long way to keeping the budget on track.
0: Yeah. And better for your health as well. Definitely. Is that, you know, the, obviously the whole foods are going to be cheaper.
1: Cheaper, yes.
0: And it's going to be better for your health. So, I guess there's really no much more, you know, argument for that. It's like, you want better health, mm-hmm. you want to save some money, save some animals, save the environment, Yeah. <laughs> stick to a whole foods, plant-based diet, right?
1: That's it. Cheap, easy and definitely good for the environment.
0: Excellent. And I guess, what other big Amy tips that you have for maybe... <laughs> Maybe I'm putting you under the pressure a bit. but she's like, I've already given all my big tips. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always more tips.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Um, I reckon some things you can do. If you do need to buy things, you could buy them secondhand. Yep. This sort of goes in with the sustainability thing as well. Is If you're buying secondhand, you're not creating that new materials that are used and you're also probably saving yourself some money. Let's be real.
0: What sort of secondhand things are you talking about? Oh,
1: man, everything. So, I buy my clothes secondhand pretty much these days. I'll buy always from the op shop or savers if you're from Australia. Last month I bought myself a new soup pot and it cost me $10. I if saw I, that. It's the best thing I've ever bought. It, it was $10. Like it was next to new, but it was at the secondhand store. And I was like, well, this is going to help with my meal prep as well. Yeah. So that cost me $10 when it would have cost me maybe 40 to $80 new. Yeah. Um. Anything that you need. We bought a lot of our furniture secondhand when we moved in together. Just anything that you need. Try Facebook Marketplace. Try the op shop. Um, see if someone's giving it away in hard rubbish, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Anything you can.
0: And just. Did you say that you... Picked up some stuff in hard rubbish and you <laughs> sold it off.
1: Yes, that is a bit of a shame of mine. It's not a
0: shame; it's ingenuity, We Genius. had a hard
1: rubbish a few weeks ago, and I was looking around, like I just happened to browse, and the neighbour was throwing out something, and I thought I could flip it quickly. So, can I, I
0: ask what the item was?
1: It was like a, a wooden shoe rack, I think. So, I've done it a couple of times now, where. I just—it was in good condition. I grabbed it. It was like two houses down from me, so I took it home. I took a photo of it and I put it on Facebook Marketplace for ten bucks, and it was gone within the end of the day because furniture goes like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I've done it with a couple things now, but it was fine. It was great. Yeah, I made ten bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ten bucks that you wouldn't have had otherwise.
1: It went in the piggy bank, and away I went.
0: (laughs) Excellent.
1: And it didn't go into landfill, which is also very important.
0: I think that's, yeah, that's a big thing as well, is all these little things that you're doing, um, yeah. you know, contributes to, I guess, reusing an item yeah. more than once. Yeah, so
1: the more you can reuse things, the more you can keep it in the circular economy, I suppose, is just the longer its lifespan, the less waste we create. And again, it comes back to that sustainability thing where it's just always better for the environment if you can just reuse and reuse and reuse and just use what you have instead of, buying new things yeah so another thing if you're not buying secondhand you can just buy nothing you probably have something at home that you can use in place of what you need yeah like if i didn't buy my giant soup pot i could just use a saucepan i already had and just make smaller portions but do it more often yeah you know you don't need the new the new car or you don't need the new Dress or anything, you probably have something at home that you can wear or drive or whatever that will save you money and is already in the economy. So, yeah, all the ways that you can save money it's, and be um, sustainable.
0: <laughs> it's a mindset thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, for, for people in terms of that don't have that mindset of saving and reusing and I guess the the saying I like to say is that, you know, keeping up with the Joneses.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: That that's not you, and no. that's that's not me <laughs> either, fortunately. And I guess how do people? I'm I'm sure you would know people like that.
1: Yeah, people Friends who people who you know
0: of, and you who know.
1: think they need the new kitchen or the new car or the new you know fancy food or anything like that. I just think that's fine for them, but it's just not just the way that it should be i think it's just a lot easier just to use what you have it's just easier being so much more minimal i think yeah where you just sort of live easier and live sustainably and you just don't need to deal with all that stuff about advertising and marketing and you just use what you have and just be content with what you have already i think that's just the easiest way to do it (laughs) yeah
0: I think you might have already answered this I guess based on you know that topic Mm. like what's Amy's take on minimalism
1: oh I love me some minimalism (laughs) (laughs) I find the less things you have the less you have to worry as well so if you're like Maybe if I'm thinking about buying a house, obviously I'm going to need to move soon. So, if I have less stuff, then moving will be so much easier. I'll need to find less packing boxes. I could probably use a smaller truck. I might even be able to move myself if I can fit my things in my car. It'll save me money. It'll save me time. All of these things sort of come together to just make your life easier by having less stuff.
0: So,
1: minimalism also... I. When I was budgeting, I decided to sell quite a few things that I had because I didn't need them anymore and I thought that could make me a few dollars. If I spent money on it, then it's just money sitting in my house that I'm not using, so I might as well try and get some money back out of it. So, um, the minimalism thing is a big thing for me sometimes. I'm not a minimalist by any stretch, but always uh, working that
0: way. It's, I guess, the thing with minimalism and the thing that I've sort of, I guess, picked up on is that it's different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone has different priorities and one yeah. thing I might do that you might think is not a minimalist thing to do, but for me, it's, it's valuable and yeah. it means a lot to me. So, Exactly. Then, so if it's a
1: nice keepsake or if it's like, if my pantry is something that I like, I like having different foods around that I like to play with at different times. So, maybe my pantry isn't too minimalist, but my wardrobe is minimalist because it's something that I don't. Value as much, I suppose, as, you know, nice new clothes or whatever. So, you can have B-minimalism in different areas while still not being completely minimal. <laughs> <laughs> Say minimal more. <laughs>
0: minimal, minimal. <laughs> and I guess with the whole minimalism thing, it will definitely help you save for a house deposit?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, the less stuff I have, the less upkeep they need maybe the less money I need to spend on repairing things or replacing things if I use something up and decide I don't need to purchase it again then I don't save that money in you know it goes in the budget instead it goes in the savings account so if I have you know some food that I have that I've used up and I've decided I don't want to buy that anymore then I've saved money by not buying it um, so I've cut out things in my life like makeup like you know face wipes Things like new shoes, really. I have used the shoes I have. <laughs> I
0: you have you survived yes, until now? Yes, I know. I,
1: madness, I haven't died. <laughs> <laughs> so, all these things like, you know, fancy hair products or fancy, you know, body lotions. And I've cut back a lot in my bathroom area, obviously, in case you couldn't tell. Um, so, yeah, like just things that you don't need that will eventually save you money by not repurchasing is always handy for the budget too.
0: Yeah. And how has that changed um, just on the topic of minimalism mm-hmm. because that's, you know, a, an area of interest and topic that I'll probably talk with pretty much every guest on the show. Mm-hmm. How has that changed your mindset and your perception on the world and on materialistic things? I has could... it made you a better person? Has it made you a happier person?
1: Yeah, I think so. I find myself a lot less materialistic maybe now than I was two to five years ago. Like I find myself thinking about it in a way that i don't need these things anymore, like I have the things that I need to keep me happy um, and i don 't really need to do much more with what i what I want like i don't if I want something I'll put it in the budget, I suppose, but there 's nothing else I really need in my life for, to keep me happy so it 's just you know things at home, the food I have, the people I know um experiences over things as well so if I feel like going to a concert or something then I'm happy to spend the money on that Uh, as opposed to you know a new car or a new jumper or something like that yeah
0: yeah and once again it's all about you know what's valuable to you Mm -hmm. and just cutting out all the other noise the nuisance and the stuff that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. yeah so it's all about cutting out all the other stuff that doesn't matter and just keeping all the stuff that does, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. You just have what you need and if you know what you value, then you just have those things and you don't need different new things essentially. Yeah,
0: and in terms of mindset and why I brought that up because I think the whole subject of minimalism, it it's really made me, I think, a more happier person because you wake up every day mm. and you're not expecting more but True. you're more so just happy with or grateful for what you have yeah and i think that shift in mindset is so so powerful because there, there is people out there you know celebrities and rock stars and and whatnot who have like loads of money cars fame Mm -hmm. but not necessarily happy
1: yeah for sure i think it's good to have that sort of sense of knowing that you have what you need but you don't need to look to marketing or need to look to you know celebrities who are having a different lifestyle to you and you don't need to have what they have to have that happy mindset, I guess. So, you can just feel sort of normal and content. I think content is a good way to describe it.
0: Yes, content. And I think, you know, I see that and I know that a lot of people say this as well. When I go back to my home country of Vietnam, Mm -hmm. life there is simple. Mm -hmm. And simple is not bad necessarily bad Sure. in that you know people wake up every day you know people have jobs as well and you know they go to their jobs but they are pretty much content and happy with what they have Mm -hmm. and you can see that on their faces and I I genuinely mean that (laughs) is that you know the joy that they have when they're sitting down at the end of the working day and you know enjoying a meal or beer with a family and friends it's very community based yeah And I think that's super, super important is to have that community and not rely on materialistic things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's things in life that's a lot more dearer or more important than just the things that money can buy.
1: Definitely. Good to have those sort of family relationships and close friend relationships and whatnot. And I think that just brings you more sort of joy and happiness and having that connection with people and as opposed to you know having things like just having the good conversations with people are really that's the sort of thing that makes me happy at the end of the day that I've had a good chat with someone or I've you know seen someone that I had didn't see for a while and that's the kind of thing that sparks joy in the end of the day I suppose yeah That instead of that I went and went out and bought this new thing or spent all my money or
0: because that doesn't last that no joy not really last. I know that from first experience yeah and I'm sure a lot of people do as I well I probably
1: do too after a while
0: yeah but you learn, and you learn to appreciate, I guess, the more, more delicate things in life, yeah. um, and that the things that will stick around, as opposed to things that can just go out there and contribute to waste. Right?
1: Yeah, it's all just sort of fleeting joy that just comes and goes, and then it's just more stuff you have essentially.
0: Yeah. And I guess just on that, was there any other budgeting or finance tips you have for the listeners out there that's struggling and be like, poor me, I want to make more money or I want to <laughs> save more?
1: Yeah, um,
0: I think or, my main
1: uh, other tip would be to really find your motivation because when I really found that goal of the house deposit, I really doubled down and sort of cracking into why I want the house and why... I need to save this much money and how I can go about it. So finding that motivation is good and also finding the inspiration um, to do so. So I've talked about Instagram a lot, but I always go back to Instagram again and I follow a heap of different sort of budgeting Instagrams as well. So there's a few that are in different sort of phases of their life where they're either paying off debt or they're saving for a house or they're trying to pay off a mortgage or um, always just saving for something sort of big in life that, i guess we'll bring them joy um so yeah the people who are doing that kind of thing always really inspire me and when they hit goals it makes me want to hit goals and when they do something like really interesting like when they sell off all their things i'm like oh that's a cool idea maybe i'll give that a crack yeah so having those people that i can look at um people who are in a similar phase to life as me is it really it really helps me um get my butt into gear i guess
0: yeah, yeah. and then it'll just be a perpetual group of people hitting goals and you're hitting goals yeah too, and we're all and hitting goals together <laughs> and
1: it's just a little big group of happiness who are you know <laughs> saving money and stuff so yeah yeah just finding those like-minded people i think really helps me yeah uh get moving essentially
0: <laughs> so yeah finding your why mm-hmm. i guess why do you want to save mm-hmm. pretty much maybe even writing it down
1: yeah pretty much i have Again, a heap of lists of all these different things that I want to do. Having monthly goals helps and then having the longer term goals. Um, obviously, the house deposit and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, would really be a good a good way to break it down because a $30,000 or more house deposit is a big goal. And it's not something that you're going to do in 20 minutes. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, having the smaller goals to achieve the bigger goal is very, very helpful.
0: (laughs) And it's something that you have to put some conscious energy in. It's not not, not something you can like just, I guess, flick your fingers and yeah, tomorrow, that yep, um, I'll I'll get that easy. Yep, I'm on it
1: now. Here we go.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, I guess like, you know, Amy said, you know, have some goals, Mm -hmm. uh, find your motivation, go out there, find some inspiration, people who are in the same phase of your life people who are hitting goals as well yeah, and I just connect with them, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Just see what they're doing and really take that as inspiration and motivation and helps you get your butt into gear.
0: (laughs) Excellent, Amy. I think we um, (laughs) covered off quite a lot today, do you think? We did,
1: yeah. (laughs) It was very broad.
0: (laughs) But um, very, very informational as well and I think for the people listening and I know if I was listening back to this, there was a lot of gems to be taken out of that from your experience and just the general thing that we talked about today, yeah. um, covering off all topics of veganism, sustainability, budgeting, finance, mm-hmm. saving a house deposit, and minimalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, before I let you off the hook, <laughs> I um, I there's one question that I always ask my podcast guest day interview, mm-hmm. and that all important question is is that what's the main tip or tips if you have Mm -hmm. that can help our listeners implement pretty much straight away today that Mm -hmm. will make their life a bit more effortless.
1: More effortless. Um, Well, I know I've harped on about this a bit already, but I really just think that being more effortless is just having less. So, less things in your life that you maybe don't worry about, less things that you have to look after or clean or cook or less things to repair, the less you have, the more effortless, I guess, your life will be, in my opinion. Like, the less you have, the easier it just all is.
0: Less clutter. Yeah. Less things to throw out.
1: Less things, crowding your brain and more room for the good stuff that you actually care about. So, less worries, less commitments even, just... less (laughs)
0: excellent so i guess that's the motif of today's podcast Mm. is to i guess live life with less yeah and be content
1: pretty much live simply but just appreciate what you have and maybe that you don't need more that you have enough
0: (laughs) that's exactly it so yeah um we'll wrap that up amy thank you so much really really appreciate you Thank you for sharing so much gems tonight and I'm sure the listeners will be able to get a lot of value out of today's chat. <laughs> and I just quickly before I let you go, where, where can people find you and that sort of stuff? What, what's your Instagram handle and where else are you on?
1: <laughs> well, your main place you can find me is on Instagram, as I've mentioned. I am Amy Does Vegan. Uh, there may be an Amy Does Frugal or Amy Does Budget in the future. You never know. Cool. But I think there might be a theme going on or Amy Does Gardening. Once I get my house, there's going to be a garden. So, (laughs) yeah, but at the moment, it's just Amy Does Vegan on Insta. So, come say hi.
0: (laughs) So, hit her up. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Amy. Really appreciate you again. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Thank you. (laughs)